Thanks to Issue for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and more. Get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code AppleBits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. It is episode 262. Yes, gearing things up for WWDC. We've got some more iPhone 15 Pro back and forth stories, but I guess I would say an an update on the rumors that's worthwhile talking about with the design and some of the buttons. We do also have to talk about the new 15-inch MacBook Air, which looks to become more and more real of making a big-time appearance at WWDC along with the GOG, with the Apple headset. So we're going to talk about that more. And also, for my Patreon supporters, I'm going to hook you all up with something because I got an extra copy of the Make Something Wonderful Steve Jobs book, the physical book, and we're going to talk about how you all can get that in a little bit. But first, let's just cover some orders of business. I want you all to be a part of the show. I tell you all to call. You have called. I'm lining up the calls. So if you want, if you have any comments, you want to participate, I love hearing from you all. All you got to do is record a voice memo. Send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. Your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, what's on your mind, issues, concerns, corrections. You do it all, send it in, applebitsshow at gmail.com. Just as a voice memo on any platform, and I will put it in the show. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all of my content and really specifically this podcast here and all the things that I do. What do you get? Early access to content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show, meaning you will hear no ads whatsoever. It starts at $2 per month, $5, which is like a cup of coffee if that's the value that I bring to you, $10, $25, and the $100 Platinum Apple level, and we will be having our monthly Zoom call. I've been traveling a lot. I've been out of town, I think, the past three weeks. I'm out of town again, and so doing different things, went to a Sony camera camp, went to Austin for John Deere's Tech Summit, uh, was here in the Bay just really quickly for a Salesforce thing. Just a lot of things going on behind the scenes, but the good thing is that I deliberately kind of took those trips to learn more things during the, I guess you'd call it, you know, kind of more of the lull, but we are getting there. June is coming around, and I think there's going to be so much to talk about and so much cover when we get there. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support my content. And uh, again, the Zoom call will be ha- happening in approximately the next week or so. So stay tuned for that exclusive to Patreon subscribers. All right, let's get into this. And you know, the rumor mill can be really tiring when it comes to iPhone 15 Pro. But when there's finally some action that's worth talking about, I'm going to bring it to you because it really does feel like we know so much about the new iPhone 15 Pro. Now, there's been this long-standing rumor and, you know, people saying confirmed, which is the stupidest thing because it's never been confirmed officially. But the whole idea and thinking behind the next-gen iPhone that will be coming out this year, specifically with the Pro models, would be solid-state buttons that would no longer be physical buttons that you press 
could potentially bring new functionality. And the latest reports are now saying that the iPhone 15 Pro models will no longer feature solid state buttons. So first, this big old hype about it. Now, according to Ming-Chi Kuo, analyst who drops a lot of Apple news, there have been unresolved technical issues before mass production. The models will not be equipped with the solid state buttons that were rumored and reported as far back in October. There, At the time, there was reports that they would include two new additional haptic engines to provide this haptic feedback to simulate, you know, when you press a button, even though they're not physically moving, similar to something like the home button on the iPhone 7, or if you use the force touch trackpad on your MacBooks. But this latest report, again, not official until Apple says it so, but now everyone is leaning in the direction that the iPhone 15 Pro will have mechanical buttons after all. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a reason, if it was a reason for you to get the iPhone just because it had solid state buttons. I mean, we are really getting to the point where these things are super, super plateauing. And the fact that I think I feel like over the past two or three weeks, there's been all this brouhaha about volume buttons. And I'm not saying I'm jaded, but, you know, we're talking volume buttons, not a phone, not a phone. We're talking volume buttons. If you know that reference, you you get me. All right, iPhone 15 Pro now, also because they're no longer doing solid state buttons, will now feature, expected to feature, the similar two-button design for volume, but this mute switch is reportedly at least still going to be replaced by a button. So there's, you know, there's renders and there's leaks and reports that that mute button that you normally have at the top of your iPhone that has that kind of physical switch will be a singular button. And some reports have said that that also could be an action button similar to what the Apple Watch Ultra does where you can customize it to at least do certain specific functions that Apple lets you, whether it's anything from using your phone as a flashlight or launching a specific app or using it for a mute button. I think that if it is really truly an action button, that is kind of interesting in how we can at least use our phone a little differently to get quick access to a certain thing. You know, that that's not going to be revolutionary, but it is a nice add-on, something nice. But because of all this, right, a unified volume button that was rumored to be that solid state button is off the table. And again, all reports point to physical two-button design, but that mute switch above the volume rocker will be replaced by a physical, or at least right now, Early reports said it was going to be a solid state button, but may, but we'll see if that stays a solid state button or if that is a physical button for that for that little mute button up top. And all these renders that have been leaking out right showed solid state buttons, new iPhone, slightly slimmer bezel, bigger camera booty, new processor, but eh, you know we'll see. Better camera. It's always like now these days we're just getting faster processing, better camera. I think to me, iOS 17 needs to finally do a few different things. You know, things like, I know it sounds basic, but I'd like to be able to use iOS in landscape view. I mean, there, there's kind of like similar, simple things like that. There are features that have been rumored of what might happen to iOS 17. And, you know, again, the phones have plateaued a lot. I thought last year, iOS 16 was one of the best iOS updates that we've seen in a long time. And reports have pointed out to the fact that, hey, 
Apple's putting all their resources and all their intention, attention into their uh, XROS, which stands for Extended Reality to Apple, which includes both augmented reality and virtual reality. And earlier reports said that there wasn't much attention being paid to iOS 17 from a standpoint of, oh, it's going to do some bug fixes. It's going to do some kind of under the hood stuff because all of their engineering and resources have really been surrounding the launch of the new Apple headset, which is rumored to be called the Apple Reality Pro. But we now have reports that iOS 17, I talked about earlier, like a control center revamp. They, no one has any specifics of how it will be different, but we haven't seen a revamp on Control Center where you swipe down from the top right. It gives you access to things like your volume, your screen brightness, screen recording, your Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cell signal, things like that, the, the media player as well, quick access. It hasn't been changed since iOS 7 and hasn't really seen any notable updates. So that is expected to change in iOS 17, which be the 10-year anniversary of when the feature was here. I think iOS 17 also has to bring some more dynamic island functionality. What I do appreciate is now, finally, I guess over six months, we are starting to see more functionality. But because the camera module, uh, the Face ID camera module takes up a lot of space, you really only get a little bit of info and data that they can play with on the dynamic island. And so it is nice because my phone does feel like it's a little more, I'm going to use air quotes, alive like i like the fact that on my lock screen i can see things now like my rideshare status with uber and lyft which has finally been unlocked i can see sports scores you always had like the timer and the media player but at least there's certain apps that are showing off more like okay this phone is starting to kind of feel a little more alive and that's what i've always wanted and i like it i maybe i don't know about you all but i just i think the dynamic island was a cool idea, but it hasn't long term. It hasn't impressed me as much as I had hoped. I am happy with it now that it's starting to get some more functionality. But I thought it'd be something that might um, really enhance my phone and make me enjoy it a lot, lot more. I just kind of like, oh, it's nice to have, even though it doesn't really do much. That's just how I feel about it. I think that we'll also obviously see a lot of under the hood improvements with iOS 17. I mean, that's really, it's it's been reportedly going to be like a tune-up focused on bugs and improving performance. So we'll see how that is. Active widgets is something that we've talked about for a long time. And according to reports, Apple has been testing an active widget experience for the home screen that is more living, that is more organic. And we don't know if that's going to come in iOS 17. So we're going to wait and see. There's things like expecting maybe better search throughout the OS, whether it comes down to messages, photos, access to just, you know, as our phones are really, for a lot of us, kind of becoming our computers, just having better search for that. We know that there's been European regulations that are asking Apple to soon support sideloading and alternate app stores. I don't know if we're going to see that in iOS 17, but I think that is something that's on the horizon that we can look at because Apple has until March 2024 to comply with the new European laws. And sideloading doesn't have to be in iOS 17, but you've got to imagine maybe it'll start getting implemented in a later version of iOS 17. Like, you know, they do the later releases where they introduce new emojis and all those things I love. And then I'm really curious to finally see this year and hope that this year is where we start seeing it, the implementation of that new killer 
CarPlay experience that they teased at WWDC 2022. So, you know, the CarPlay experience can extend on some of these cars with larger displays. You know, you have instrument cluster integrations, more CarPlay control, just being able to see a lot more widgets related to CarPlay. I don't own a car that can really showcase this, but I'd be curious to see, you know, there's a whole bunch of manufacturers that are going to support this. So I'm curious to see how that all comes together. And we will see a lot more about iOS 17 at WWDC. We're going to see a lot more about the other OSs, but, um, you know, I think I'm curious to see how that evolves. But the big stars of the show will obviously be the Apple Mixed Reality headset, the operating system for the Mixed Reality headset. And it's interesting because I talked to a lot of people and obviously the interest or the curiosity is there. And there's no way that I can say, and I believe right now that a $3,000 headset will ever be um, a a huge success. But, and I'm not giving them a pass on this because I will say it's, if it's worth $3,000, I'll tell you, (laughs) it's going to have to blow my mind to be worth $3,000. If it's not, I'm also going to tell you. But what I'm more interested in doing is because we have such a long road to go to get to this holy grail idea of an augmented reality experience in a post-iPhone era that fits on glasses that look like normal glasses today, I got to see, is Apple showing me a sign of direction and nuggets of what they want to do that I could say to myself, hey, I'm on, bo- I'm on board with this. Like, I see what you're all doing, and yes, I'm on board for this. So we'll see what happens there. The reality of a 15-inch MacBook Air with an M2-like chip becomes more and more real for WWDC. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it really more for you all than I am for me because I have my powerhouse computer, but if I was not doing content creation, I've said it before, the 15-inch MacBook Air would be the machine that I would get in a heartbeat. According to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, uh, an uh, an unreleased 15-inch MacBook Air with a processor, what is reportedly saying, on par with an M2 chip has been spotted in app developer logs. And this is a long-rumored laptop where a lot of the signs are now pointing to it actually happening. Now, the report indicates that the MacBook Air configuration spotted in the logs has an 8-core CPU, a 10-core GPU, which is just like the M2 chip, along with 8 gigs of RAM. The laptop itself has the model identifier Mac 15,3. It's listed as running macOS 14, which is expected to be announced at WWDC alongside of iOS 17 and others. And the Air is also listed with a display resolution equal to that of the 15-inch MacBook Pro. And you're saying, what? Well, that resolution would be applied to what we believe is a 15 inch macbook air no m3 chip would be at least based on these indicators if this is that machine uh an m3 chip would not be part of this and so it looks like this 15 inch macbook air will be powered by an m2 chip Uh, this has been rumored since i think as far back as 2021 ross young had reported that the display panels in production for it were on track and a wwdc announcement would make the most sense with timing. Gurman also says that new MacBooks will be announced at WWDC. So not only is Apple working on a larger 15-inch MacBook Air, they're working on an updated 13-inch MacBook Air. And then 
an updated 13-inch MacBook Pro. And you're like, what? Wait, Apple's still working on a 13-inch MacBook Pro? And that would be, again, this is kind of like, to me, the Tim Cook special. Take the earlier parts. Take the earlier components. Make a super, let's do use air quotes again, budget computer with some of those pro features. Like, just hit the consumer at every price point, separate it by around $300 or so for a laptop, $300, $400 between those price points, and make them really decide which one makes sense. Will they upgrade and throw down more money for the next model up? And a lot of times in the long run, we've seen people actually do that. The production of the 15-inch MacBook Air is underway, and German says that, look, we may not see all of these, but there will be new MacBooks announced at WWDC in June. I think it's fascinating that the 13-inch MacBook Pro, I think its design is uh, maybe 2015, 2016. I mean, it's been a while that that laptop is expected to remain part of Apple's lineup. I would have I never expected that. No way, no way. All right, let's give thanks to Issue for supporting this podcast. Hey, whether you work for yourself or you're part of a team, your brand has a lot to say. And Issue helps you tell the world. You know, you put new life in a static content by transforming brochures, newsletters, and catalogs, magazines, and more from flat PDFs into interactive digital publications and social posts for your audiences worldwide. You can give them content that's fun to read across every channel and on every device. Now, Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. Issue also works seamlessly with the tools that you're probably already using and love like Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, and InDesign. So from solopreneurs and designers to large enterprise teams, anyone who wants to create and share engaging content that stands out in a matter of minutes, you could do it here and you can start using Issue for free. Try it out, explore premium features that offer a more customized experience. And for me as a content creator, I've used it and just being able to drag and drop something like a polished, clean PDF, then you can distribute it on other platforms. It just makes it easy to use. And for me, if you're streamlining your process, anything that helps that means everything for me. So get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code AppleBits. So that's I-S-S-U-U, pronounced issue, spelled I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code AppleBits at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code AppleBits. All right. So last week we talked about this ebook from the Steve Jobs archive called Make Something Wonderful. And it's Steve Jobs in his own words. It's a collection of curated speeches and interviews and correspondence that SJ had. And it's broken down in kind of different times, certain time periods of his life and just kind of gives you a window into his life and how he thought, but all of the, all of the excerpts in here are from his words. So it's not someone writing it or it's being filtered. It is literally his perspectives on his childhood or, you know, launching products being pushed out of Apple at the time coming back. And um, so what happened is that Apple employees and Disney employees received a physical 
version or copy of this book. Now, I posted on social media because, right, the thing is that this book, at least up to now, will not be on sale anywhere. You can at least download a file for your e-reader. It's available in Apple Books as well or participating libraries via the Libby app. It is free. It's an ebook. But the physical version was handed out to Apple employees. So I was able to get a copy of it. And uh, it's it's so cool because it's a matte, uh, matte gray book. I mean, everything, I think there's nothing that beats like just touching a book. But the cover on it has like a, a Polaroid that is using a glossy material. So it, it reminds you like old, it's a young Steve Jobs with a bow tie and this Polaroid cover surface. So I have a copy of the book, but I also have another copy of the book and I'm going to do a giveaway for my Patreon subscribers. I'm not trying to, I hope you all don't try and flip this in sales because that's not what this is about. This is to give the fans that really want to enjoy this a physical version and I was able to acquire a copy from a friend. Um, and so I'm going to do a giveaway on my Patreon. This is not this. Sure. You can sign up for my Patreon to get a chance to win it. But you know, I also like the idea that people that have supported me this long, like I try and go out of my way to do things for you. Also it's the make something wonderful book, physical version that I have. And if I have time, I'll do a little quick video on it. Uh, there's a lot of things that have been going out about it, but it's really cool. There's photos inside of it from his past, and it's it's one of those keepsakes. I mean, I think on on eBay, at first they were selling for stupid, like around like eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Now everyone is flooding the market, so it's more like around. I've seen some actually actually sell for around like four hundred, five hundred now. But who cares about the dollar amount attached? This is a cool sentimental like physical piece and if you support my patreon i'm gonna do a giveaway for the make something wonderful steve jobs book for people that have supported me through this journey as well so kind of a fun thing but you can download the ebook now and check it out and it's it's a really cool read just to get some you know perspective and insight on sj now we're gonna keep on bouncing around you know, we, we we jumped over, talked about WWDC. We talked about MacBook Airs that are expected to come out. And a lot of people say, okay, well, what about the Mac Pro? When is that coming out? What will the Mac Pro have? And if there's a Mac, a new Mac Pro, where does the Mac Studio fall in line with that? You know, if they're going to load it with the same processor or not? Well, according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, again, Apple's planning to at least release two new Mac Studios in the future which tells us that the Mac Studio was not some sort of one-off stopgap product, even though we're waiting for the first Mac Pro that is loaded with Apple Silicon. And because MacBooks and the the Apple headset are really going to be the announcements planned for WWDC, it doesn't mean that we will not we have not seen a Mac Studio. Timing on it is less clear, and I think also the timing is curious because if they're going to release the Mac Pro with an M3, would they just put an M3 in a Mac Studio, but it's a machine that's a little less upgradable than a Mac Pro? Because now with Apple Silicon, the memory, the unified memory is on the chip. So it's not like you can expand, um, you know, the memory, uh, like add extra memory on a Mac Pro for it, at least not right now, unless they do something tricky and switch that up and allow that to happen. Um, the GPU is part of the Apple Silicon chip. 
Will they have a go around to all of a sudden support third party GPUs? I, I don't think so. But that's what those are some of the things that people that buy high end desktops are looking to do. But the Mac Studio still looks to be alive and well, according to Mark Gurman. Now, Apple is also preparing to launch an Apple Card savings account. So this will be this is gearing up to introduce kind of a new daily cash savings account feature for Apple Card users. And this has been mentioned in backend Apple code that has been discovered. So the appearance of the code shows us that Apple is working further on its saving account idea and that it's going to be introduced in the near future. Um, Back even in March, late March, there's a launch of Apple Pay later and references showed up in the code the day before. This was their plan where you can buy something. I think you break it down into four to six payments over time. So now that they've seen Apple's savings account that is taking that Apple Daily Cash and enabling it, you know, to gain like like a little bit of interest on it, that could be launching sometime soon. Um, it is mentioned, you know, kind of in the background for iOS 16.3, but not clear if iOS 16.3 will actually be required to sign up for and use an account. So we'll see. I think back in October, Apple announced their plans to introduce a high-yield savings account for Apple Card users to store their daily cash um, with all that daily cash that gets automatically deposited into this Apple savings account. Um, They said it would be available in the coming months, but there hasn't been an update since that point in time, so we'll see if that happens. Um, But it could be coming soon, so get get a little extra extra on your Apple cash. Also, Apple TV's multi-view sports feature is available starting now, well, starting on Friday, in the tvOS 16.5 beta. So this is their rumored multi-view sports feature that will be available on Monday, sorry, Major League Baseball, Friday night baseball games. Also tomorrow, the also Major League Soccer season pass Matches will be able to support this feature. It has to be an Apple TV 4K running, at least right now, the tvOS 16.5 beta. And it's an expansion of the existing picture-in-picture split-screen mode. But the new multi-feature allows you, as an Apple TV user, to stream up to four sports games simultaneously with a four-quadrant screen layout. You can control which game's volume you want to hear by selecting it with the Siri remote. Um, You know, you can enable the feature you have like a grid icon above the timeline bar you can see more matches this is really cool i mean it's it's kind of weird how yeah we've seen picture in picture people aren't using it as much i got to play around with it with um march madness on the youtube tv app but sports junkies like instead of having to play with different inputs in the past now just through software and through these streaming devices and really, the processing on these televisions could easily support this, but this is all being done by the Apple TV 4K. And I've been kind of hoping that with more sports on Apple TV 4K that Apple could like sneak and get some NBA stuff on there. I mean, the the light the licensing and the rights to that are ridiculous, but it'd be cool. And I'd love I would love to see multi-view NBA games like every night. I need it. I really need it. 
All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for hanging out and joining me once again this week. Uh, we will, again, if you want to support this show, hey, patreon.com slash Tong. I told you about the special contest I'm going to have just for Patreon supporters. And we also got to give a big thanks to our Platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and Glenn Canellis. Thank you for your support and thank you all of you for continuing to support my podcast and all my content. Uh, Always blessed and so thankful and so grateful for y'all. But that is going to do it for this week, everybody. We will see you soon. We'll get to the latest news on the next show. You know what it is. Same bat time, same bat channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.